but prepare for wizardly combat. I want to show you a trick mother showed me when you weren't around. Welcome to Spellburn, a podcast covering the Dungeon Crawl Classics role-playing game and old-school adventuring. It's time to party like it's 1974. So we were on hiatus for about a year or a little more, and a lot has happened between our last non-Twitch episode and our triumphant return in the holiday special last month. Or was it this Ooh, much month? triumph was had. Much triumph was had. One thing I was most excited about in getting back to Spellburn was to talk about third-party DCC and MCC stuff with some of our greatest creators in the field. So tonight I'm trying to make up for lost time with longtime MCC DCC guys and podcast alums, Forrest Aguirre and Jared Crater, plus some of the wackiest and most wonderful third party guys out there, Dan Stevie and David Capoletti. And since we have some undash dead emails uh, <laughs> that are wandering around the basement, that's a, a style guy joke for some some of you. We have a real zombie who will read some old undead emails from our basement. And uh, so that is what we got tonight. And a real email zombie for you, as well as some terrific guests. I'm Judge Julian. With me is Judge Jen. Hello. And what's on your mind? Um, well, uh, don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> I am, uh, you know, really looking forward to things like the upcoming conventions, because that's now my bailiwick. But we also had a kind of fun excursion in the past month or so. Um, I don't know. What what are we uh, what are we allowed to talk about these days? Gary Khan. Gary Khan's cool. Okay. yes, um, we'll be there. We, uh, I don't know about you, but I spent all day talking to somebody about arranging rides to Gary Khan, and I'm still working with my roommates, figuring out who's going to sleep where in Gary Khan. So, you know. Well, the floor's not bad as long as you're not right next to one of those doors. I'm running four games as I've been plugging incessantly on all shows that anybody will let me be on. So, you know, I have some MCC games going if you like that kind of thing. It's a living dungeon. <laughs> How living right? are we talking here? Well, it's going to, you know, it, you can play it on day one and then you can come back and play it again on day three with the same character. If And you can hmm. even level up in the middle of the dungeon if you actually buy two tickets and come back in the same in, in the next night or whatever. So, you know, I'm going to and, and I've got a notebook in which people can write their notes from day one. And then we give it to the day two team and the day three team and the day four team. And uh, it's full of it's already full wow. of misinformation and crazy stuff from Gen Con. So <laughs> um, 
yeah. So anyway, maybe that'll be fun. It's kind of a little slight experiment. Um, but we had a good time with it at Gen Con, and now it's going to be my uh, my thing at GaryCon this week, uh, this uh, this year, I should say. Yeah, I was going to say, don't jump the gun. Don't scare me like that. What's, um, uh, we've what got ju- someone in the, uh, the Twitch chat asking about Murder HoboCon, and I would be remiss if I did not clarify that uh, Brendan LaSalle was... Uh, yeah actually planning to run some games at murder HoboCon, and that's an online one that's just on tabletop events awesome do we have uh, big gen con uh deadlines coming up jen oh we're already in them believe it or not <laughs> i believe it we're eight months out less than eight months out and the man my shoulders are as heavy as if it's like a week from now so yeah, it, it's uh, it's actually a really nice treat to be here. <laughs> you're you're taking time off to do Spellburn. Darn straight. It. Well, you may if you go to visit Spellburn.com, you may see that we have a new URL. Or say sorry, same URL, new website, a little more streamlined and modern, and uh, this is a lot more secure. And we promise not to crash your computer or infect you with viruses from the site that is um our, our <laughs> nice email, segue there too <laughs> yeah and our email right now is a little bit under the weather uh, you might get a bounce back if you email us um so we're working on that and more to come on that um as we already mentioned we have a bunch of undead emails so um you don't really have to worry about uh emailing us right now till we catch up so that's uh that's about that, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I will also say I'm having a blast running my local campaign, Planet Skull, which is an amalgam of DCC, MCC, and America. And uh, we got a crawl jammer class in there somewhere. And then the guys mm-hmm. were like, yeah, now they're like, well, we want to play a Weird Frontiers class in there, too. So I'm like, well, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So we may, <laughs> I guess we're going to have some Weird Frontiers in there as well. And maybe we'll get some class alphabet and some other stuff going. So, um, And one of my players in there just uh, released a new album. or he, He's produced a new album for his band, Oak Pantheon. Yeah, get some effects on my voice here oak pantheon so go check it out i'm gonna link it in uh Bandcamp if you like some metal uh they've got like three or four albums out local guys uh that's good stuff so scott uh <laughs> scott sean sean oak pantheon we uh we're giving you a shout out go check their band out all right Jen, are you are you out of gas are you ready for our guests are you chomping at the bit to see these guys yeah, yeah. I mean, no offense, Julian, but it really has been forever. And if yours is the only mug I got to look at all night, we might have an issue. <laughs> uh, I, I don't blame you. I honestly don't blame you. Plus, this is a reunion of sorts, obviously. So I think uh, they all are going to be reunion shows this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does kind of seem like that. So, uh, well, with no further ado, we're going to step away briefly and then we will be bringing on our first two guests.
All right. Hey, we're back with our first two guests, uh, Forrest Aguirre and Jared Crater. Forrest, am I saying your last name right? I always, I never knew how to say it, even though I knew you for like, I've known you for over two decades. You and, and I, I have known each other the longest I've known anybody who plays DCC. We're actually brothers who were reunited, long, long lost kin. Yeah, we knew each other long before DCC from the World Fantasy Convention in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. To, oh. Was it 2000? Uh, 2001, I think. 2001? Yeah, that's, that yeah. could be. Um, so, yeah, quite a while ago. We we passed the 21-year mark. And our relationship has really... Okay, well, I'm not going to go into that. So, anyway... Um, <laughs> that's that's personal. <laughs> yeah, like, let's not get too far. But, anyway, Forrest Gary, you, uh, of course, know him as the author of one of the... Old, you know, I don't know. It feels like this is almost one of the first third-party things. It probably wasn't one of the very first, but it, in the heyday of uh, third-party stuff beyond the silver scream. Uh, and, of course, you also know him as one of the original... Uh, podcast hosts of Glowburn, our cousin or sister podcast for MCC, Mutant Crawl Classics. And in on the in the other corner, we've got Judge Jarrett, our alum from Spellburn and a much decorated Spellburn host who has gone on to be you know, I'm just going to say RPG premier editor of all things uh, indie and has worked on too many, like, I think not that I really give a rip except per se about awards that much, but. Oh, I see but, what you're doing there. I but see what you did. Okay. I'm just saying it like, I think you've got more innies than we could actually list if we, and like the, your projects that you've been working on as editor have won, like, I don't know, too much to too much bling for us to carry. So, uh, so but, but importantly, the first one was for Spillburn. Yeah. Yeah. True enough. True enough. So, uh, well, Jared, it's great to have you back and we're going to talk about old stuff, new stuff. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Forrest talk about first about your upcoming project that you've both been working on. Because mm-hmm. he's been whispering about it to me at conventions, and I'm uh, super excited about it. Well, and, and I've been whispering intentionally because um, I didn't want the title to get out too soon because I was afraid somebody would steal it. Uh, so everybody who play tested <laughs> for me, they had a strict injunction to not tell people the title of it. Um, and so the title of the uh, uh, the adventure that we're talking about, it's an MCC adventure. Um, I clock it in at about fifth to seventh level, seventh being wow. safe. It's tough. Um, but all my playtesters, same thing. They said fifth to seventh level is, is about right. Uh, and the title of it is At the Mutants of Madness. And you can see why I, I kept that. Now, if, anyway, if I find anybody else using that, um, I will sue you faster than Hasbro. So be careful. Um uh, let's see, where do we go? That's a point crawl. Um, uh, we've got some uh, wonderful uh, cover art. Um, working. Jared's working on everything that I don't want to work on, essentially, which is everything except the writing. The writing's done. 
it's been play tested uh, all the way to heck and back. And actually it's, um, it's in pretty good shape um, to give a, a little teaser. If you remember the MCC rule book, there is this whole um, notion of the, uh, the radiation barrier to the North. And so in this adventure, you go beyond the radiation barrier to the North to see what's up there. Mm. So um, I, I, you can probably tell that I took a Lovecraftian take on this. Duh. From the title. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, <laughs> crazy, huh? Um, but there is some uh, Lovecraftian goodness in there or badness, depending on what your taste is. So anyway, um, had a lot of fun writing it, a lot of fun playtesting it. And I've had um, many people whose names will go unmentioned because there's just too many who uh, help playtest it. Um, so it's, it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I think I, I've, I'm more excited about this than any other role-playing project I've done. And I've done a few that were pretty fun. So I can understand that. A heck of a way to use canon per se, too. Mm-hmm. I had to be careful with the uh, with the Lovecraft stuff. Um, Joe Goodman and I talked about that True. a fair amount about, you know, we don't want to um, cross the line. And I actually sent the manuscript to the uh, one of the vice presidents at Chaosium and said, could you please take a look at this? Tell me if I'm crossing any lines I shouldn't be crossing in terms of, of uh, trademarks and whatnot. He, he gave the okay, and Joe gave the okay, and here we are. So can you talk about elder gods and stuff? Are you not allowed to say, you know, um, Yog sothoth or something? Or what's the, what's the, the where's the, where's that line fall? That, that's, that's a really good question. Um, for example, um, you don't want to use something like deep ones. That's mm. that's verboten. You cannot use that. Um, I don't know Frogman. if the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if the name Cthulhu is. Uh, did I say that? If that's actually um, trademarked by Chaosium for game use or not, um, I did not use that. Um, the the main baddie actually um, I took the the flying polyp and I jumbled up the vowels and took out some consonants and made it sound like it was Slavic. Um, but it's, it's basically a, 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 an amalgam of those. What, what do you call that when you mix all the letters up in a different order? Anyway, Anagram? Yeah, it's an anagram, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. So, Oh, well, it's a bananagram then. There I, you go. That's it. I call it a parallelogram. But, sure. You know, it's all good. It's all um, good. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you do, you have to be careful about that. So I was very careful about it. So that is I, interesting because... Cthulhu is a god too in DCC. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Joe has permission. Well, I mean, because Joe had the Cthulhu Age, right? So he might have uh, had permission from Chaosium at that point to use it. I, I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Interesting. Yeah. We'll just we'll spell it Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah. Now, now what's uh, I've known your sick mind for a long time, Forrest, and uh, and I've known Jared's also not nearly as long, but for a while. So how? What's your creative process like working together or, or was this, I know you've been working on this a long time. So was it kind of done? And then Jared came in to, you know, scoop it up or what, or did you guys have a lot of back and forth and was, you know, describe that for me. We, we've been talking about it for a long time, actually. It seems like, seems like a long time anyway. <laughs> um, Since mid, mid pandemic. So mm-hmm. in the year 2020 part Two, part three, somewhere I, in there, yeah, yeah, somewhere in the 
past three years. Uh, and we really got to talking about it at GaryCon. Yes. Yes. GaryCon last year. Yeah, it was GaryCon. Yeah. Um, and that's when I was, uh, my company, Space Penguin Inc., has been toiling and boiling and bubbling in my brain for a couple of years and finally just doing it. Um, and Force was like, oh, hey, I've got this thing. I was like, cool. And I was like, what about Beyond the Silver Screen? He's like, oh yeah let's do that too and so um yeah i actually spent i, I emailed forest earlier today spent um today getting the rest of that cleaned up um did it did it 2022 2022 2023 jared come on a 2023 um uh re-edit and just reconfigured some things and moved some stuff around a little bit matt hildebrand uh, was very nice and was like, yeah, you can't break my layout. It's fine. And I didn't. Matt, if you're watching, <laughs> I didn't break it. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. That one's, uh, that'll be one of uh, our launch titles at Space Penguin. And then, yeah, hoping sometime this year with Mutants, probably quarter three, I think. So, so the just one bit on the um, Beyond the Silver Screen. Um, when I originally wrote that and published it, um, some of you will recall me being at GaryCon and literally selling them out of my trench coat because um, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have anybody, any any tables. Um, but stapling all those things by hand got really tedious. And especially when, um, mm. you know, I sell like 20 of them in, at, at a con and then Joe would contact me and say, hey, I need 50 more of these. I'm like, I, I don't have that many staples, Joe. I, I, I never got that call from Joe. Oh, no, that's another story. But uh, yeah. Hey, do you remember? So, you remember, Forrest, you asked me for a blurb for that. Uh huh. I do remember. And I, the blurb, are yeah. you keeping my blurb in the reissue? Because I'll be, you know, I, if you I have it as cooler I, back cover now, I'll be like, oh, God. I, I believe it's still in there. I think it was you and Adam Skevich and Patricia Pulling, most importantly. It was like, it was like I gave you a 1000 word blurb and there's well like this is hey, this is really good stuff. You should buy it. And then mine was like Forrest Aguirre is one of the, you know, <laughs> up and coming dungeon crawl classics RPG. Right. And it was hard to get that font to get catch your voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of gothic and then italics, you know, type. For the sarcasm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I actually read that. So it is on the back cover, and I was just like, "That does sound like Julian." Yeah. Well, hey, that's what I. I and and yeah, did Patricia Pulling like not it. sound like Patricia Pulling? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, yeah. I, so, I was glad I was able to get a quote from her ghost. Jared, tell us more about Space Penguin. You got these two projects. What is, is this mm-hmm. going to be? Any particular focus, or how you? What is this? Um, games, 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 games games um this year there will be one two three dcc for the uh, one beyond the silver screen um uh stella condry's prison of the forsaken bear god um at the mutants of madness which is mcc there i, I can't, there's one more dcc that someone pitched me in the last couple of days i was like yes please write um <laughs> there will be several mothership uh third party pamphlets i'm still the editor-in-chief uh on mothership line um that so big old, glad to hear that that big old that big old beautiful box set uh, uh is in the works too by the way um yes. it's, it's getting really close so uh but we'll have a bunch of third party stuff there um we've been working with 
um, Kevin Roman Daltrey, um, who does Forbidden Psalm, and um, we're doing a skirmish miniatures game. So it's miniatures agnostic, similar to Dog Storm, which some <laughs> some of the watchers know and all of us here know. Um, so it's mini- minis agnostic. You don't have to have any certain minis. Um, five model squads use whatever terrain. Um, the first one of those out of the box will be called Dread Knights. Uh, and it's Victorian slash Gothic. Um, you're a team of hunters uh, and there's werewolves and there's vampires and all kinds of other neat stuff um, to fight and kill. Um, just uh, there's two or three card games coming down the line, not collectible, although I have been reliving the 90s and collectible card games. Shout <laughs> out to Arcadia. Um, uh, I have a board game of my own design, actually two, that have been in the works for a couple of years that I'm finally taking the next step and getting those out. Um, awesome. Some, yeah, Jeez. just a little bit. I've got the, about the next 24 months sort of loosely sketched out as far as releases looking about three a quarter, I think. So two, two to three a quarter, hmm. um, big eyes. Uh, but um, yeah, I've just been lucky enough to work with all kinds of really cool people for the last 10 years, 11 years. And it's, I've gone to full circle working for other people at a freelance and, and in an hourly and a salaried situation. And now I'm just like, I just want to do this for myself. Um, I get to take more of an editorial hand in a lot of stuff, which I really like. Um, I get to flex my development and, you know, design muscles. I admittedly am not a writer. I prefer the editor titles, you know, and do all that stuff. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a quest. We'll put it that way. I I like the new, the new feral Jarrett. (laughs) <laughs> free range, free range, right. free range, cage free, sustainable. Very true. Yep. Nice yep. and wild. So, what other um, forest? I think you promised me a, t- a secret, though. Is there a better uh, secret coming? Um, yeah, I mean, not actually... better, but like more secret, secret. <laughs> yeah, I, I want the secretest secret. It's something uh, Jared and I actually talked about last time we were uh, uh, in our little executive meetings or whatever we call those. Um, and that is, I'm working on something. I, I don't want to give away too much. It's something that every person who's played D and D first, AD and D first edition, or just AD and D, um, will recognize. And it's been morphed for DCC and still in progress. I am working with a another unnamed author whose name rhymes with Lyndon Brassal. Um, on and, and we've been working on it for a while. Yeah, I, I probably can't guess who that is. I'm being pretty it's a, it's a parallelogram. That. Yes, that's yes, it's a telegram. Um, so anyway, uh, it's like I said, we're still in the in working on it. It's going to take us a little bit of time, but we've been working on this for gosh, it's been a couple of years now. Uh, but it's the kind of thing when it comes out, everybody's probably going to be like, duh, why did nobody else do this um, before? And so anyway. Um, I'll just say it will make the judge's life a little easier and fun. Hmm, very nice. Well, I like the sound of that. Is it is it spell booklets? The old second edition spell booklets? Is it? Is that what you? No, did? no, no. no. Sorry, you, sorry. You you know the you know the 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 
TSR cards, the 750. Oh, said. oh right. It's those. It's what those are. Uh, those. I, I was just hoping. I hope it's a spell deck, man. Uh, it's not not that. It, it's 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 cool, but not spell deck cool. Well, I'm uh, my my newest secret project is I, I haven't vetted this out legally yet, but Raven Cthulhu Loft Dark Trails. It'll be coming out uh, pretty soon, and um, it's it's going to be. You know, I think it's going to have some instant name recognition. So can can somebody play? Can somebody play Hot Dog Man in that game? Is my question. You can always play Hot Dog Man suit in okay. yeah. uh, in all games. So good. Good. yes, it's quite it's quite popular. So most recently, I saw Chris Zank running a Temple Siege game at Gamehole Con with all different classes, and he immediately gets picked every time. Of course, yeah. So yeah. or That's he, he be... or she, he or yep. she, they, etc. Yep. All right. Well, uh, kids, anything else you uh, you want to leave us with here as we uh, as we start looking down the show notes and go, oh, my God, we got a crowded agenda. <laughs> I still uh, have well, to go down to the, the catacombs yet. Uh, I just want to say thanks for uh, reaching out last week and just being like, hey, do you want to be on the show? And I was like, yeah, I haven't been on the show in forever. Um, and good to know that you all are back. Are you going to be doing weekly, monthly, bi-monthly? Uh, probably monthly for now. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Very yeah, cool. that is the plan. Uh, monthly. And um, that's, you know, I think we got kind of our format of more guests are, are more fun. We <laughs> used to kind of do the one guest thing. Now that we're free of the tyranny of Jeff Goad. I mean, <clears throat> now that we're on Twitch, and things are swear. slightly, yeah, it's just slightly different. <laughs> that I think we can free it up a little bit. So, um, yeah. Hey, well, uh, guys, super yeah. great to see both of you. Thanks for yeah. uh, coming on the show. See all uh, of Gary gone. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Um, now, to our viewers, I want to say a word of caution. We're going to go down to the catacombs, and we're going to see the email zombie here. So uh, if you have small children or people who are easily upset, um, you may want to lead them away from the computer because um, it could get, it, you know, sensitive people could be uh, could be traumatized by the email zombie. He's a fearsome creature. And and not to mention undead, undashed dead emails. So um, that, I'm just they, glad we don't have smell of vision over here. Exactly. As always. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. We are going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. I am the email zombie. I have been brought forth from the grave to read the undead emails of ages long past. That's there's like from 2021. They're ancient moldering emails that were never loved and never given any attention by the Spellburn crew who unceremoniously took a long hiatus. And now, they are being brought back from the grave. 
So who better to read them than me? The email zombie. Now you'll see that even though they're email, yeah, I've got a paper in it. I do only do hard copy. All right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, old, old dead eyes. Old dead eyes. Yeah. Yeah. The first email here is from John Williams. Oh, evil, an evil man. I don't think any, oh, this is in regards to episode 104, where the band played 10th level adventure with Brendan LaSalle. That was like back in 1927, so this is an old email. Uh, John Williams writes, I don't think any other spells that a cleric can cast would anger a god by trying to cast it again a second time. I just consider casting bless and then casting a second bless and maybe casting a third bless on yourself to be the DCC equivalent of Dragon Ball Z powering up for a while to release the big attack. The anger of your god is expressed as a mechanic when you get disapproval for failing to cast spells. It shouldn't need to be expressed through any other mechanics, except maybe by the influencing the quest of redemption the cleric might need to do to get rid of the disapproval. There's more. There's more, John Williams. But even saying Dragon Ball Z in reference to DCC is a fail. Back to the grave with you. Casting blessed numerous times on a blessed spell and a blessed on a blessed, 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 triple blessed. No, no, the email zombie does not allow this. That's John's email. Thank you for writing, John. Our next undead email is from Reese Boston. In regards to our review of his product, Trespassers of the Full Moon Tower, in episode 113. He read, well, this has been adjusted for length because it's quite long. He writes, thank you for all the kind words about our little adventure. I'm glad you enjoyed the art. My wife and I made all of it. She is the better artist between us. I had to coach her to make them look worse for the amateur style we wanted. <laughs> I really appreciate the feedback, including the criticism, which was all fairly taken. And I slapped myself in the forehead that we didn't come up with Judge Carmen's idea. That, that was the Carmen Vance episode number 113. The point about the portrayal of women was fairly taken. You don't know how much I fussed over the drawings of the witch worrying if they were overly sexy. My wife joked the original mosaic looked more like a Kardashian than a witch goddess, and I'm glad she did. 
the original trek through the woods rolling dice 24 times was just was originally just a single dc 25 that's how andrew wrote it and i changed it since there's no other way in dx i was converting it to bx but i should have trusted my code don't make people roll 20 times not even 10 times Sadly, we didn't have Druna, the silver goddess, ready for your review, but I can now proudly say she is ready. She is available for free or pay what you want on Drive Through RPG. Yes, I will say that I looked into worshiping Drilva, the silver goddess of the moon. There is a product by that name on Drive Through RPG, and I will tell the fleshlings above to link it in the show notes. The rest of the email is a bunch of links and gobbledygook. I am the email zombie. Go back to the land of the living now. Well, that was terrifying. Why do you take me to these places? They are way too dark. I told you it was a haunted house already, and you said you were fine with it. I mean, uh, you know, I didn't Joe... know we were talking old sweaters and stuff, man. That that's way too creepy. Joey Royale has stuff like that all the time, and I'm just trying to keep up. You know, I mean, he he Joey drives. I I got to go and find. He has cousin Marty. You know, <laughs> I got to go find characters too. You know, that's all. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are back with um, our good friends, uh, Mr. Stevie and Mr. Coppoletti. Uh, so very happy. And thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Happy. To thank be you here. for uh, so long. We have listened. Now we can speak. Yes. Yeah, you know, I honestly, I swear to God, Dan, I honestly I put the, I, you've been, somebody who's been in my mind to have in Svelburne for a long time. And I've talked about Bronx Beast on there before, at least once or twice. Oh, yeah. And, or five times. And, but as I, or five times. And then <laughs> as I was thinking about the show, I was thinking like, did I actually have Dan on Svelburne already? <laughs> because there's been so many of them. And then I was I like. I thought we had. Yeah. Wow. You know, I just, you know, incessantly wrote you all emails and, you know, made you read them. That's all. It's like I was there in, in a fashion. <laughs> so, yes, um, Dan, um, thank you for being here. And David Coppoletti, I don't know that we've ever met virtually or uh, in person. No. But um, I've always uh, wanted to get you on here. To First, I was already excited about the class alphabet. And now you have done Mr. Moon Mutants, which is like one of my favorite things um, in a long time. Oh, gosh, thank you. So I'm going to just, I'm going to, if I'm raving about that too much, just dial, you know, dial, just tell me to dial it back a little bit. It's mm -hmm. okay. 
Um, you guys don't have yeah, necessarily Mark. anything to do with each other, except the fact that um, you're both D names. So that's cool. <laughs> and um, well, d- that's a thing with us, with the J's and the D's and so on. Mm-hmm. And then, but I also just, I think you've got a pretty cool third party thing going here um, in both cases. So um, Dan, I want you to start out and talk a little about Bronx Beast and then uh, I did a big review of all my Island of Lost Soul stuff, which is actually, you know, kind of like, you know, like Bronx Beast, but at kind of a right angle, right? So it's a mm-hmm. different take on the same kind of rules, right? Certainly a riff on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I was producer of the Bronx Beast zine, of which there is a single volume currently uh, of all the rules, which is mostly just character generation and some gameplay rules of uh, the original uh view of the vision i guess for the game was like an 80s based campaign uh very much a la uh, certain ninja turtles cartoon that some of us may have grown up watching um or read the comics what have you uh trying to catch that vibe you know a lot of ninjas a lot of weird alien science a lot of hijinks and of course mutant animals on every street corner what have you uh from there i uh have also uh am a great uh, enthusiast of the Island of Dr. Moreau films, the terrible, terrible films, and and the original novel and the weird uh, spinoff things and, and by Brian Aldiss and what have you. All that weird culture around it, it seemed like a really great uh, ground for a little sandbox campaign for me. So you 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 basically get to play the role of one of these miserable, uh, horrible animals, you know, stuck on this island. It's kind of like a pressure cooker where there's these different factions and there is a godlike human figure that you know as father, but the readers would know as Dr. Moreau, that is also on the island that is, you know, in every way a godlike figure to you. And uh and you know, and all sorts of things can go wrong. You know, the island itself is a volcano. Like I mean, there's all sorts of things, all kinds of hijinks, you know, all sorts of things you can get in trouble with. Um, and eventually uh, it's, it's one of those sandboxes that I think is basically doomed to explode if it's played right. So at the end, you know, the island is going to sink into the ocean or the volcano will erupt or some, you know, biovirus will be released and, and will annihilate everything on the island. Um, and maybe your characters are lucky enough to be on a, on a dugout canoe, you know, offshore when it happens, maybe <laughs> we'll see. So, uh, yes, but it, it, a fun little romp. Um, the idea is uh, I think I've got two zines that are just kind of a campaign book idea where it just gives you the idea, the, the, the meat and potatoes of what's going on on the island. And then I have two full adventures as well. I think, um, and and you kind of need Bronx Beasts to play the island, right? Because yeah, we use yeah, we kind of use those, those uh, rules that we for the character generation and yeah. gameplay rules there. Yeah, I think that is, in fact, it kind of feeds into the class alphabet stuff, which is so nutty, because the Bronx. There's been a lot of takes on DCC classes and doing DCC, you know, compatible classes for stuff. But I think the Bronx Beast stuff is the craziest of the bunch you know making anthropomorphic animals with rules for even the tiniest of animals or the <laughs> largest of animals it's almost tunnels and trollsy in its weird size rules and it's got it's just and then you've got like fur burn and you've uh, there's a couple other crazy animal mechanics in there anyway it's it's just one of my favorite rule sets it's completely nuts and uh, and everybody, if you like DCC and you're interested in like doing your own thing for DCC, you should check out Bronx Beast because it kind of tears down the, you know, barriers of what you could really. It doesn't have to be D and D based. It doesn't even have to be human. 
it doesn't even, you know, I mean, it's like, and they're not just like, oh, I'm a, I'm a mouse person with chain mail and a sword. And like, no, it's not like that. It's like you are a freaking, you, you could be a, this, anyway, enough said. Um, <laughs> I have two questions for you, Dan. Sure. Um, I may have answers. First, when do we get more? I owe uh, some Kickstarter backers some more volumes. Um, so I am currently the the next volume that will be coming out will be a standalone adventure called The Big Bop Back to Brooklyn. A lot of bees there. Uh, it is inspired by the fi- the novel and the film uh, known as The Warriors. But it's kind of like, what <laughs> if we had that uh, little scenario? But instead of all the gangs uh, being human, we'll just make them all animals and and, and turn that on. It's basically just a one-shot adventure. It's fairly low level. There's a bunch of gang uh, mechanics in it. Uh, just kind of a fun uh, one-shot romp. Uh, that's the next one coming out. I've got a bunch of artwork already done for it. Um, it is in the layout stages now. And then after that, I will be working on the next four volumes of Bronx Beast, which will be a campaign setting, again, set in the 80s, chock full of ninjas and weird uh, you know, commandos and weird science and all sorts of fun stuff, trying to, as best I can to evoke uh, that golden era of, of palladiumness oh, and other wow. strangeness. <laughs> yes. Wow. Riffs? Riffs? Can we have riffs? Uh, I, I dropped out of the Palladium. I, I fell off the bandwagon <laughs> at Rifts. So uh, yeah. for, for Palladium. So my second question would be: Please tell us about the book racks behind you. Oh, um, uh, inspired by uh, one known as Joseph Goodman, who has a love for for, for book racks. We had a local uh, used bookstore that was downsizing. They didn't close at least, but they downsized. But they sold some of their spinners, and so I grabbed the spinners, and so I've got a fine spinner rack of all quality DCC material and a bunch of appendix and goodness over here. Um, And I can, of course, uh, thank the the DCC community for even turning me on to appendix N. Uh, That's been quite a fun journey. Uh, I'd heard of it uh, in my gaming prior, but I wasn't, uh, I'd never really dealt into it other than an accidental discovery of HP Lovecraft when I was a kid. But other than that, I've, I've since then gone through it all or not all of it, a lot of it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and uh, and have been enjoying it thoroughly, and it's great to actually have read the novels when the when the uh, you know product release comes out for for Goodman Games. So I was like, oh, Dying Earth, yeah, I've 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 been there and read that, and that's great stuff. I can't wait. So um, so yeah, uh, been a lot of fun to explore that and see the origins of some of the fantasy aspects and and sci-fi aspects of of the games and the origins of that, um, which I would have never really got probably even delved into had it not been uh, for the DCC community. So thank you everybody who. Turn me out of those books. Well, yeah, I mean, I all I can I was gonna say you're welcome, but it wasn't really me. So yeah, thank I add my thanks, although I knew a lot <laughs> of them, but I never went super deep. And anyway, yeah, I got a lot deeper. So yeah. Excellent. Um, hey, let's talk speaking of crazy classes, let's talk to Mr. Coppoletti. Let's talk about this crazy DCC class alphabet project. This was a long time in the making. Mm-hmm. At least it felt like it because I I did mine a billion years ago. Um, it I I went over this book recently yesterday and I was having a blast. It is so silly and so much fun. Uh, I didn't even know that I didn't either know or remember that Jarrett Crater 
had snuck in an editor monster, a class monster, monster <laughs> class, monster. Um, into the book, and uh, so that that was, uh, and I and I, I think I think if I recall, maybe just because twenty five was the number of rows in your table, you made the editor was the only class not eligible for Moon Mutants. See, you yeah, didn't, you I, didn't. I'm sorry, yeah. but. <laughs> I love the class. I just can't let it be played. It's it's too destructive. You you know you thought that I didn't right. see I those little subtle that. things, but I am totally on. Anyway, talk about the class <laughs> alphabet and what that was like putting it together. It looks like it was a blast. It was a blast. You remember Google Plus, the old uh, social networking platform? It folded, but it used to have a great DCC community for third party publishers. Uh, I believe the Gong Farmers Almanac started there, and I wanted to do a group collaborative project. Uh, I reached out to you, I reached out to a bunch of other creators, and we all just pooled our resources artistically and creatively, um, and there were no limits. We just, we were each given a letter, and the only directive was to make something that would sound fun to play. Um, even the editor is you know, highly destructive as it is, is very fun to play uh, conceptually. <laughs> that's a con game uh, class, probably. Yeah, that's for a one shot. I was what? What did Wayne write? I was looking at. I was looking at one yesterday, and I was like, "Man, this is the coolest one!" And it was, and it was by Wayne Snyder. And then I remembered that it, my Goblin Gang class, I took part of it from Wayne Snyder. So I'm like, he really should get like one and a half credits in there, probably. I think but, he, uh, intelligent weapon class. I think intelligent weapon class. It's yeah. so freaking cool. It, uh, is? it is excellent. Yeah, the and it has rules for your thrall that bears you. It is so Michael Moorcock slash Blue Oyster called. I can't even believe it. So. Uh, yeah, that is a, that is an excellent one. Um, no. There, what highlight one or two more for me from that book? Okay, um, I like John Wilson's Quantum Wanderer, Quantum mm. Favorite, kind of a Doctor Who uh, class. I liked the Shadow Manipulator, the Ubiquarian. Uh, oh yeah! Honestly, every class one. is so cool. I can't think of one that's not cool. The Black Cat and the Knave, I think, are the most complex. But I think uh, also have the most dimensionality. Like you could you could play them in so many different ways. And now, how many people did you get for this? Like twenty five, or were some of them your own creations? I think I did. I did the ogre class, so I did letter O. Um, some of the classes were collaborative in themselves. Like the black cat, I think originally had like fifteen creators connected to it. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, there are a lot of creators Jeez. listed, including me, and I have no memory of doing, <laughs> you know, that might have been a, a late night at Gary Con or something I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. hard to pin down the exact number. Um, and unfortunately, since that platform folded, I haven't been able to keep up with one or two of the creators. Mm -hmm. um, I was only able to reach out to them through that platform. Hmm. But yeah. their work was... Uh, still published and i don't know I'd, I'd love to do something like that again it was just a great experience great project yeah well um it, you know it's a great book if you if you like wacky stuff if you'd like to play a hot dog man suit 
then you should check out DCC class alphabet because it's it's got like 26 of those or 25 of those or whatever. So um, enough said about that. We got to talk about moon mutants, which. Yeah, we um, do. There's like six. There's six of them now. I, I was I originally fell in love with the first four, but I got the last two. And, um, you know, obviously you you call out that it's a riff on an homage to, you know, America's survival guide and so on. So um, I can you know, you're wearing your heart on your sleeve already. I don't have to ask you about that. But tell tell me more about how this kind of came out sprung out of your brain okay well i mean it all started with uh crawling under a broken moon um reed saint filippo published the scene i think there were 18 issues altogether before it went to (laughs) hardcover yeah dan knows what's up but it has a bunch of other source books as well like the road atlas there's the twisted menagerie manual um bunch of adventures too after the facts there's a psionics handbook um oh yeah some some forest de guy wrote part of that i believe and uh has some adventures yeah anyway enough said <laughs> but it's it's a huge it, it's crazy how huge america is um but i met reed at gen con i think in 2017 i approached him with some of my ideas and i was running america games that year um he liked my ideas. He wanted to see something more, I guess, crystallized or fleshed out. And I just kind of let the ideas ruminate. Most of the ideas were about a alternate timeline set in the future of America, about six centuries, when the pieces of the broken moon have come back together to form yeah. a living superorganism, a moon that's a host to its own dwellers and monsters technology magic uh ecosystems and uh i just started putting it together during the pandemic and i released six issues uh last year here's five of them yeah see all of these but uh nice classes vehicles monsters uh an adventure fully playable adventure in each issue yeah there's more stuff too just it's full of playable content i wanted each issue to be just stuffed with content you could instantly play play with out of the book so i i love how you um i love how you put an adventure in each issue because uh then you know you're like by the time you're on like four or five or whatever you're like i got four adventures out there and they have plenty of stuff i think they're some of them are kind of crawly some of them are a little more sandboxish you know a little more locales and stuff but uh, no, I mean, that's that's uh, that's great stuff. Um, and um, no, it's it's uh, kind of it's crawling under a, it's crawling under a mended moon on. A, no, it's crawling on a mended moon. Could have been. <laughs> yes. But you've got I was thinking as I was reading um, your both your guys stuff, I was thinking like you could use. Um, a lot of this stuff, you could use most of that stuff in a slightly weirder MCC game. Oh, yeah. And and especially, I was thinking, Dan, the, the Island of Lost Souls stuff could easily be ported into an MCC game, right? You could even yeah, have I've actually, 
I suppose I failed to mention the fact that I have been gaming weekly with Reed, um, playing America with him, and we have we have been doing some fun things where uh, uh, Mark Plord is also in that crew, and he's been oh, doing a bunch of uh, America Down Under is what he's referring to it as an homage to Mutants Down Under, which was a, a splat book for the TMNT and other Strange Mists uh, nice. role-playing game from the 80s. And so he's been uh, riffing on that. And it's actually, uh, we've been using the... Uh, Bronx Beast rules for character generation, as well as adding classes, America classes to it. And it's worked really well. Um, it's been a blast. And, uh, you know, uh, I keep I keep encouraging him to say, well, you should do a zine of this sometime. But we'll see if it, if it comes to light or not. But uh, I, I think on the on the same um, on the same tip, it's slightly different, but really like the moon moons you can use it for america you can use mm-hmm. that there's so much background stuff there you know there's just a couple random tables and everyone there's monsters you could pour it into any mcc or dcc game that can be a little gonzo i mean or even that or even fairly straight um there's just or or you could take those adventures and use them for mcc or america or whatever i mean so i i love that mean moons that thing uh, I love that it is so, um, you know, versatile is the word I'm trying to come mm-hmm. up with, and that you can, uh, you could do so much with it. You could really just, even if you never ran a quote unquote campaign or use the Moon Mutants class or the Pharaoh Druid, you've got like a new class in every issue or close to every issue too, right? Yeah, there's a new class in every issue. If um, they have spells, if they're a spellcaster class, they're accompanied with unique spells. So far, um, there have been two spellcasters, two combat-focused classes, and two sort of like toolbox character uh, classes. Mm-hmm. I want to keep up that trend of sort of uh, mixing it up a little bit. I the next issue will be coming out uh, fairly soon, and I want it to be followed with. Uh, eight and nine shortly after that too i want to do them in sets of three nice hmm. oh and you're 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 a, a double ethos. you're a double threat because you're doing your own art for a lot of this stuff too <laughs> right yeah Ooh. and i must admit shamelessly i am recycling some of my old art or abandoned <laughs> art or unfinished art even some stuff back why from- not man what's to be ashamed of on that yeah uh, yeah the, the secret is to mirror it so it's backwards and then no one yeah. can ever tell oh only if it's been published before though if if it's forgotten or it, you know just abandoned art like you mentioned then who's gonna know mm-hmm. it's still yours <laughs> okay well you will <laughs> uh no i don't know if you guys remember but during the pandemic and all that um Brendan used to run a show here, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday evening or afternoon, um, 1,000 Insane Worlds. Oh, yeah. And the whole gist of it would be to take a full setting like that where you could create classes within it and run one adventure set in this world with those characters and it was such a huge community service, I think. And I would love to see, I, you know, Dan, I'm not sure if he did one with Bronx Beast. Um, he may have, but I don't remember Moon Mutants being on there. And I would love for it to be mm-hmm. there. 
Thanks. So, so Jen, when is your first 1000 insane worlds coming along? I, I, <laughs> I can't um, believe you're volunteering to run that, but I'm pretty stoked. I'm not, I know um, I'm going to be on the crazy thing. List. I'm already on Twitch a few hours a month. I'm, I'm good. Uh, although I would love to play a game. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, I wouldn't mind the idea of starting a game somewhere and then just rolling a die to see what the next locale is going to be. And maybe one player forfeits their character, you know, forfeits bringing their character into that world in favor of something from this particular setting. Um, And then it would end up kind of like the the crazy little mishmash world that you've got with your game, Julian. But there would be some quote unquote structure for it. (laughs) My my game was so deadly. And then then I then I got all wussed out in the last weekend and I only killed one. Oh gosh. Oh, it's so you disappointing. You got wussed out? Yeah. And then I Man. could only, and then I could only, I killed one guy and they recovered the body. I didn't even want to talk about it. It's just, I'm a little traumatized still, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, guys, it, it's awesome to have you guys here. Um, David and Dan. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, Dan, absolutely. I've waited so long to have you on Spellburn that I almost thought you had been already. And David, um, I'm glad I waited because the you know Moon Mutants is what I've been waiting for. Now, my last question is: I think there are, believe it or not, I think there are some people like America is popular enough that there are like I don't know, like seven or eight diehards out there that are like, I only use the zines. Everything else is crap. You know, and uh, so, like, are you going to do like a moon survival guide and go corporate <laughs> on us, and then you, then you can have, yep. yeah, and then you can have like the hipster like moon mutant zine guys who are like, no man, I only use the originals. I, I put on my vinyl and then I listen to you know, and then I play the original moon mutants. Or are you going to? But are you going to do the big collection thing? I haven't thought that far ahead, but I like where your head's at. <laughs> I like the corporate uh, ethos you're building here. Corporate sellout step. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, you, you know, I think Reed is like, he's, he's making America a thing. And then when people get in, go back to the zines and decide that they're the cooler thing, he's probably got like two closets full of them that he can just dump on eBay for a mm-hmm. billion dollars or something. So, um, and you know, so bad. Yeah. Well, um guys it's been great to have you uh any parting shots future plans anything else you want to talk about i've spilled all my beans just keep it weird yeah all right (laughs) all right and pick up the valentine's day issue it'll be out before we have our next show Uh not issue uh adventure oh yes all right guys well we'll uh we'll talk to you soon and we'll be right back All right. Thank you for sticking with us for an hour. We appreciate you guys. 
I heard Loot the Body was out there. If you guys are still there, that is uh, super cool. I love your stuff and uh, very cool uh, if you guys were and, hanging out on Spellburn with us. And thank you. Yeah, uh, we appreciate absolutely. you. And uh, so I hope you enjoyed Spellburn and our new format. I'd love to get your feedback, but I made sure you couldn't email us. Ha ha. So uh, I don't know. My email's out there. If you ask Matt Robertson or somebody, they'll just give it to you. So if anybody really wants to get in touch with us, you know, you know how to reach Jen on the socials or send me a telegram or a carrier pigeon or something like Morse that. Morse code. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. So uh, we are, we're back to monthly where our next show is going to be, you know, sometime in the later part of February. And you, do you have a little trailer? Do you have a cue up the trailer? Uh, The trailer, uh, we open on a scene of a quiet mountainous hill with, with woods and a cabin, perhaps. Hmm. Sounds intriguing. Cabin or house, perhaps. Sounds uh, idyllic. Sounds idyllic and uh, wildernessy. I'm a big fan of old nursery rhymes. It could be the house that Jack built, right? Yeah, yeah. The house that Jack built. Is that a clue? Is that a clue? <laughs> I I don't know, Steve. You should go find your little clue pad and <laughs> follow the tracks. <laughs> All right. Well, I think our next episode, what she is maybe trying to tell us is that we have a next episode that will be about a very big Kickstarter we've been working on for a long time and one of our uh, stretch goals and or rewards and that kind of stuff. We we had a great, uh, well, anyway, more next time. But yes, it sounds like that kind of theme and we appreciate you guys from being here. Uh, I'm Judge Julian. She I'm Judge is, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're out. And pointing doesn't work. Take, pointing doesn't. Hey, this is a podcast. We're on video. This is not a podcasting. All right. Guy, game on, guys. Have a great night. Glitter Wizard.